You're listening to the one and only Back to the 80s Radio. Thanks for joining us again. You know what? We've been gone so long. I had forgotten how to speak. Literally, Chang. To my side, I, I have the e- yeah, I have the ever so wondrous man, myth, and the legend. A man that has hair that has made Lady Godiva envious and jealous. Oh, yes. And to us, that wicked bitch. here at Back to the 80s Radio, he's just yes. called the Chang. Oh, my good Italian friend besides Chef Boyardee, I want to welcome you and all of our beautiful listeners up from across the globe here at Back to the 80s. Yes, we have been gone so long that I almost converted to becoming a Catholic again. But then I got felt up at the market and I decided, no, I'm not going to go see Father Field me up again. But no, I am back and I'm ready to go. And tonight is going to be a very special show. We'll think of this as our birthday show. Sort of. I what do think, you think of that? I think this is the, the start of something really, really good. A lot of the listeners have no idea what's been going on. So we've been gone for two and a half weeks from doing a program. But we are back right. and uh, we're not leaving you guys anymore. But a lot of it, it started as technical difficulties. But we've also been getting ready with uh, with a new project. And that's what we want to talk to you guys tonight. So I want you to stick around because we've got many Many great things to talk about. Mostly, it's going to be about the 80s, as you all know. That's right. But we have special right. guests, and we have a very special project that you don't want to miss. So, stick around, because there's lunacy coming up next. Ooh-hoo. Hey, some of you remember the 80s vibe, right? Well, it lives loud and proud on Back to the 80s with my pals Toscato and Chang. Taking you on a trip to a better time. A time when America used to win at things. When we won the Cold War by arming Afghanistan. When we beat Russian boxers by jogging in the woods. When a welder could become a dancer. When a poor immigrant could become, to the power of music, a guru to a generation. Is everybody in? Is everybody in? The ceremony is about to begin. Welcome to Back to the 80s with Toscano and Chang. I'm back here from heaven. I This is me, the Lizard King. And uh, I wrote this song just for Toscano and Chang. Toscano and Chang. Toscano and Chang. Toscano and Chang, that's all I got, gang. <laughs> I got to go catch some waves and smoke a big old fatty. Here's the boys. (laughs) Welcome to to back to the 80s. If you just joined us, I appreciate uh, Jim Morrison taking his time once in a while to come join us on the show. And um, but mostly I want to thank you guys from all over the world for taking the time and joining us. We haven't abandoned you. We are back. We're better than ever. As a matter of fact, you're going to enjoy us much more, but stick around because we're going to tell you why. In the meantime, Chang, we miss the 80s. Yes. You know what? The biggest thing I miss about the 80s, my brother, is got to be uh, 80s radio. Uh, I miss the jocks. I miss the freedom, the freeform radio, uh, as uh, the legendary Jim Ladd, both KMT and KLOS used to put it, theater of the mind, uh, freeform radio, and uh, the actual doc. 
had somewhat of an input or control of the music they played. Uh, when the music that they played was kind of themed and put people in a certain scenario or a mindset. Uh, I think that's how you find people together in, in, in the radio, which is an extension of what live music does, unifies the whole entire audience. Yeah. That- so that is probably the number one thing I miss about the 80s. We are in such a don't step on my toes kind of culture. I call it the wussy effect. Everybody has to be uh, at forefront. Everybody wants to be, uh, you know, put out there uh, above everybody else. Everybody wants their own private pedestal nowadays. You can't piss off anybody for saying this or saying that or referring to this or that. That's that's just weakness, my friend. And anyone that's been listening to this show knows we do not stand for weakness. No, no, not at all. As a matter of fact, you no. know, I, I've been lately, I've been reminiscing quite a bit and I've been going, man, there's certain times when I, I leave the house because of all the challenges of life and, and sometimes drama that goes on behind the scenes, you know, with family. And then on top of that, then you got work and, and then on top of all that to make it worse, because that's not even the worst part. Every single bit of your life is on a computer. I'm not even talking about the the real important stuff. I'm talking about social media. And as yeah. I was examining social media, you know, social media has its good good points, right? But man, I, I've just I've had it. I've had it. And there's sometimes when I go, you know what? I wish so bad that I could go back in a time machine and just get stuck between 1980 and 1989. And then just rerun those 10 years. I can live in 10 years and rerun them and do different things every 10 years. It, it was just much, much simpler. Yes, there's pressures, there's dangers, there's all bunch of stuff that we don't even have today that, that no. is good that we don't have today. However, man, the, the simplicity of life, the awesomeness of everything. You mentioned radio. The, going to the movies was an experience back then. Um, going to the, your local mall was an experience. You know, a lot of us as young teenagers back then would prefer to go to the mall than practically anywhere else. And, yeah. and that's not even saying, you know, imagine going to Magic Mountain or, or Disneyland or one of these places. That was the treat of, of, uh, of a lifetime for us back then. I think that a mall would kind of classify as a teenager of the 80s Disneyland. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There was you could have all kinds of friends because everything you cared about was right then and there. Your looks, how you look to others, other hot people talking about what all of you can relate to music, food, uh, you know, uh, candy, soda, uh, drugs, the uh, arcade, the arcade arcade was arcades. Yeah. I mean, so it was like that was like a Disneyland. Every mall was like a Disneyland to the local teenagers. You had some malls that were more extravagant. You had some malls that were connected to to kid zones, teen zones, bro. And like you said, miniature golf, arcades, uh, bumper cars. Uh, you know, you go down to uh, La Puente, you could race cars. I mean, there were just so many things to do back in the 80s as in comparison to nowadays. Uh, nowadays, everything is kind of... Uh, watered down i mean kids don't experience half of the the glee and joy that we did back in our era Uh, these kids nowadays are are having to deal with covid covid alone is a scary situation depending on how their parents handle it yeah Uh, i think the way 
uh, it came off. It was kind of a God-fearing thing, you know what I mean? I mean, people are on both sides of the fence to this day of COVID, but whether it was real or it was propaganda, is it a control mechanism? Is it a thinning the herd uh, tool? I mean, we'll never know because we're not in power. Right, uh, right. Why get into that? Because it's really, what I look at it, it's us against them no matter what. It doesn't matter what uh, po- what political party any of us are. It doesn't matter who we vote in. It is basically always us against them. Right. And, and you until know what sad- we get a, a leader that stands for all of us, as in we the people, I mean, we're not going to go anywhere, my brother. And you know what the, the 80s. Yeah, I was going to say, you know times. what the you know what the sad part about all of this that you were mentioning is that us, the people that really don't know what's going on behind the scenes. And, and I know there's a lot of people out there who somewhat know a few things because they've worked in parts yeah. of government. But in reality, way, way high up there, the people that really know what's going on, it's a it's very, very small portion of society. And instead of uniting, instead of uniting with each other, no matter our differences, what do we do? We 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 get behind uh, a leader or leaders or a party, and we backstab fellow man for mm-hmm. for a for a political point of view, or because of or because of money. It's I mean that's disgusting, yes. man. Because we forget our humanity. It is, brother. And and a lot of the stuff that makes me realize how much I miss the eighties is because of what we've seen happen in the past, in the past year, 2020 was an eye opening year. It's the year that we decided, you know what? We're going to go back to the eighties. People want to go back to the eighties. And even though if we can't do this physically, emotionally, we can in our memories, we can, and, and we can be there in, in a few other areas that we're going to talk about as well. Uh, you know, I mean, it, it's great the way that you you just slid right into that and, and are bona fide and solidified. And I stand right beside you on the point you just made that we came together in 2020 to do this show. Uh, you know, some of our listeners may know, some may not. Me and you have been working side by side on projects and radio shows for several years now. Yeah, we kind of know each other kind of like a husband and a wife or a husband and a husband, like a commit, <laughs> uh, partnership. You know right, what I mean? Right. We're like two stand-up comedians that know how to play off each other improv yeah. without even actually having improv, uh, uh, classes. So what, what you said is, is golden because we came together and we're doing this across on social media and we're doing it from technology. You're right. in one part of California, my, our hometown, beautiful Southern California. And uh, I'm here in Central California. And for two reasons, we're doing it this way. I reside out here. You, my brother, stay there still. You reside there with your beautiful family. Uh, the COVID came. Even if I would have been in SoCal, we wouldn't have been able to come together and do this. Right. Because just think, if people were to watch us on YouTube, if we were to put these out and they see that you and me are closer than six feet apart while we're doing a radio show, they would have caught hell on us. Uh, the Newsom would have come over and knocked on the door. Hey, fellas, I got a couple of great white shirts that match mine. Going to get you guys, uh, you know, some haircut, comb it back. You guys are going to get some of my wine. But hey, come on, man. Social distancing. Yeah, you're making yeah. Me look- I mean, you mentioned we've been doing radio in some form or another for many, many years now. You know, we, we came together and remember, I just finished mentioning the, the social media aspect of it is the part that one of the parts that I hate. However, 
the good side of it. Of course, there's a great side. I mean, there's something that we're doing now that in the 80s we could have just only dreamed of. Doing a radio show, having the possibility to do radio, including music, from the comfort of our own home. I mean, when back then could you have your own microphone, uh, your own equipment to do radio shows from your home? Never. It was it was I something mean, you all, that you needed yeah. to go to a professional studio, which was uh, yeah. thousands and thousands of dollars. The only way you could have been anything type of a DJ talking to people is you do backyard parties. Yeah. Where yeah. you take your own equipment, you have your mic and you talk to the dancers or you ever you talk to all the fools that are dancing or you talk to the crowd. I mean, that would be the only form to do it, but it wouldn't be able to get carried out across the waters and the airwaves Correct. in, in the for, uh, fashion and form that it was doing now that we're doing right now. Right. Uh, and, the way that we're doing it. And you know what? And I understand. And now and today, 2021, everybody wants to be a star. Everybody has the opportunity to be heard and seen around the world. Something that wasn't able to, been achieved, to have been achieved in the 80s. All right. Having said all that, the beauty of the 80s. The beauty of that lifestyle, man, I remember waking up in the mornings, let's just say any, any day of the week, right? The days that you had to go to school, in my case, I went to school, you know, you had these simple problems. The problem that as a teen, I don't want to wake up. I'm too tired. I don't want to go to school. I didn't do my homework or whatever it was. Yeah. But you know what? In the afternoon, after two o'clock, three o'clock, you know that your day was going to get that much better because you... You were going to go home for just a little bit, get something to eat, and you were right out that door again. You know what I mean? You were you were going to go go out with your friends. You were going to ride your bike. Yeah. You were going to go to the store or hang out at the mall. It was a, a refreshing of your emotions every single day. And that's not even counting the weekends. Weekends were, man, no. fr- Friday afternoon, oh my gosh, Friday afternoon was the greatest day of my life. My favorite day of the week is oh, is still Friday. Even after work, Friday is my favorite day of the week because it just reminds me of the 80s all the time. Yeah, I graduated in 83. So yeah, it, the funny thing is I can I can identify with you and I have uh, two different levels of 80s living. I have the 80s living of being that wild uh, teenage rock and roll kid. Uh, then I also have the later 80s where I was a young dad and, you know, I had kids and I had my wife and. You know, so I, re- I recall certain different uh, parts of the later 80s that have great memory and great uh, achievements, as well as in my youth in 80 before 83, my achievement was, wow, I made it. I didn't die. I didn't overdose. Uh, I didn't get to get arrested and incarcerated for a long time. You know what I mean? I, uh, I, I got through that difficult time of my life. And now here's manhood. So the 80s. Are, are so iconic, I think, to anybody of my generation, anybody of, of your exact age generation. Everything was cool. It didn't matter how hard life was in whatever scenario. Everything was just cool, bro. You know, this social media crap that we have today that has us worried and has teenagers not leaving the house because they're worried that they're not accepted. Yeah. But, I mean, even people with very few friends, it was a different. it was a different lifestyle. I mean... Even if you stayed yeah. home, if you weren't the kind that was lucky enough to have like a Nintendo or an Atari, man, even TV was exciting to come home to and watch. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Uh, we hated the commercials. Yeah, because you, you had, 
you had so many different types of programming, bro. You had uh, hip programming. You had funny programming. You had uh, adult content uh, things to watch. You had music to watch. I mean, you know, back then you had uh, Saturday Night Live was still kicking out uh, uh, bands on, on on air with comedy. Uh, you had uh, some of those night rock and roll uh, shows. You know, I remember the Ron Kirsten rock concert started in the 70s and ended in the 80s. That cat had everybody on there. The Bee Gees, Elton John, uh, Queen, you know. So yeah, everything, it didn't matter if you were a social butterfly or if you were just a regular kind of cat that hung out with a couple of friends or maybe just your siblings and your family. And you gather around that TV box and you were entertained. You weren't worried about who liked you or who said this or how did I look today? How many likes did I get? And that's the problem, like, you, like, like you're saying right now, with, the, with the, the youth of today. It's so pretentious. Cyberbullying is out of hand. Well, you know what, the, what you do see, though? The bullying now has become so severe that now you have a group of friends inviting the people they don't like to a party somewhere in the woods because they're already planning so they can have yeah they're planning to 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 kill that person i mean stuff that they do today is just unheard of back then and it is unheard of you know it, it's insane you know just like i referred to a couple of seconds ago bro uh, you know i'm old school we're old school you know what i mean uh, bullies got handed their asses that's the way it went you know what i mean and I'm not no big mobster, but I come from an environment where that's the way it was. You know what I mean? I didn't grow up one of these uh, punk wussy type cats. You know what I mean? I, I never let anybody play me like a game. I never let anybody get over on me. If somebody said they didn't like the way I dressed that day, guess what? I may not hit you in the face because I don't want to get in trouble and then have my parents get pissed off at me. But I'm damn well going to come up with so many jokes and fire them at you like an AK of bullets. I'm going to humiliate you before you have the opportunity to try to humiliate me. You know, people don't think like that anymore, bro. Everybody is so afraid to offend somebody. And we have yeah. become a culture that is so overprotective of what we say that mm -hmm. we have led society to another extreme. Now, when you have somebody get offended, what does the offended person do? Oh, well, you know what? I'm just going to go shoot up a school or, or, or kill that person, mm -hmm. which is absolutely yeah. just mind boggling to me. Godless, my brother. Yeah. And 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 all this is because now we have a culture that is supposedly in, in quotes. And I say supposedly we are a much more advanced culture. We are a society that supposedly is wiser and smarter. But you know what? I, I doubt that we have we have backtracked socially. We have done what um, what the crabs do, you know. Uh, we're walking sideways. We're not walking forward. Right. We're not bettering society right. by telling somebody, right. you know, you have to accept me no matter what, but I'm not going to accept you no matter what. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So I'm glad you're t you're referring to those type kind of crabs because I thought you were re referring to the other crabs. No, no, those require medicine. Those, those <laughs> took medicine and shaving, you know? This is the one and only back to the 80s. When we come back, we're going to talk more about the things we missed in the 80s. Don't go away. K-C-O-K-E, Coke Radio, Coca-Cola Radio. Coke Radio's regular programming will not be heard today in order to bring you the following special news report from Bill Cosby for Coca-Cola. The incredible has happened. The impossible has become a reality. Coke actually tastes better than ever before. Yes, Coke. 
has a new taste. And I'm standing here with this ice-cold, thirst-quenching, deliciously satisfying Coca-Cola, and it actually tastes better. Now, you know me, I always loved Coke for years and years. I like this Coke better. The new taste of Coca-Cola, better than ever before. Now, more than ever, Coke is it. Rocco here. They didn't need Bill Cosby to tell you that. I tasted it. What am I, shop chicken? The new taste of Coke is, in fact, the best Coca-Cola ever. This is Rocco, hurt but proud on... K-C-O-K-E, Coke Radio. Now, back to good, wholesome, politically correct entertainment. Oops, wrong station. <clears throat> now, back to the 80s with Toscano and Chang. You're listening to Back to the 80s Radio. This is Toscano from Toscano and Chang. And we were talking about, if you just joined us, about the 80s and how crabs. much we missed. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about crabs, the ones that walk sideways, that come from the ocean. Not the other kind that you get at festivals, as Chang just mentioned. Well, they walk sideways, upwards, downwards. They they walk somewhat. You got to shave everything, <laughs> even that taint. Ah, uh, that's just wrong. That is just wrong. Now that I see you drink soda, I know you're. Are you a Pepsi man or a Coke man? I prefer Coca Cola. My grandma worked for Coca Cola as I was growing up. So why? So that was. Uh, so why do I see you uh, with a Pepsi can now? Uh, I was thirsty. I needed a little bit of a rocket fuel boost. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So I thought, well, it, it was here, the garage. And I thought, well, you know, I'll take Pepsi challenge, but there's nothing to challenge it with. So F it. I'm going to go ahead and down that bad boy. You know, there were a few sodas that I was really fond of in the 80s. That's, mm-hmm. this, they still have them today, but not as much. It's not as common. Okay. Let but me one hear of those, let me hear of course, list. my favorite one, especially if, uh, if I had to take a test in high school, I would uh, down a six pack of jolt cola with uh two tablespoons per can two tablespoons of wow raw taster's choice coffee oh that is insane yeah you know what that's insane i mean i don't think i could do like five lines and get the same (laughs) rush that you're talking about yeah well (laughs) that that would keep me quite quite awake and the other soda there what was, was your other for cola? Well, yeah. see, there's one of the things that I used to love doing during snack time in high school. I used to go to the vending Don't machine. Don't tell me you put peanuts in your no, drinks. No, I didn't. Oh, no, that's disgusting. That's disgusting. But it's like I, Bacchalog. I, <laughs> I used to go to the vending machine, <laughs> get me a bag of either, well, Doritos was after lunch, but I would get me a bag of Funyuns and a can of Cactus Cooler. And I remember when you put oh. that, you remember this sodas were a quarter. From the vending machine, sodas. Were, yeah, sodas that. were a quarter. Your your chips yeah. were a quarter. So you got fifty cents. And when that can dropped, it was it was just dripping with the with the with chill with that cold sweat that it has on the side. Oh yeah, with that with oh, uh, with that moisture on. Yes, there. but cactus cool really. I yeah. wouldn't even I would have not even beat the hell out of a guy for his cactus cool. Then <laughs> you know what used to get me pissed off. Remember when you put your quarter in? Yeah, and then you press the button because the light wasn't on and you want your, your certain soft drink and it's yeah. not there. Yeah. So then you go down the line, all you'll get is maybe like a Diane seven up and then you get it and you're like, and, and then you just I, like try to drink it really quick. <laughs> yeah. I hated that. I hated that. And if you were visiting a certain place and you happen to go to a vending machine, it depends on the location where you were, but some places had, you know, those steel bars on the, on the vending machines. So nobody oh. would steal <laughs> 
So nobody would steal They look like a front door in East LA, some of those vending machine wrought iron. Prison gates for soda pops. Yeah. So if your coin got stuck, you you'd be you'd be trying to shake the machine, but to no avail. Remember that? Trying to shake it between the wrought iron bars, remember? You're trying to position your arms in there to get enough forearm strength. Yeah, and sometimes depending on how skinny your arm was back then, you try to stick your arm up where the soda drops to see if your soda was stuck there or something. You do one of these? Yeah, Chang is twisting his arm. He's doing a contortion, Jim, Jim Carrey style. Every now and then I'd grab a soda out of there. Hell yeah. Yeah, no. Well, that's, a, that's, times, man. <laughs> that's now, a long arm. So those are your top two soda pops. Well, no, no, no. Those are some of the memories that I had. But obviously, uh, a great after lunch, it was uh, during fifth period. I'd be munching on a bag of Doritos. I'd put it them in. I put them inside my jacket or underneath my shirt because mm. my math class, my math teacher would hear. So I'd I'd shove a whole Dorito <laughs> in my mouth and I'd suck the flavor out until it wasn't crunchy anymore. Or sometimes I'd crunch it oh. and then I would look around because it would it would make noise and I'd look around mm. pretending. You know, who's that making that noise? And it was me. <laughs> and then I'd have a, a nice cold Coke as well during class. Oh, dude. Yes. Yeah. I remember sneaking soft drinks and snacks into class, man. It was priceless. Yeah. Uh, every now and then I would uh, get engulfed in like, and I'd try to eat them really quick. So I would try to make abrupt noises. Wait, what was so that? Pringles? That chewing. No, I would eat uh, ruffles. Oh, ruffles. And I put like two in my mouth and then I would like be chewing and fake cough and then throw my books down so I can get like three or four quick chews in there. Yes. And then uh, yeah, hit my soft drink with a straw and then the teacher would be looking around at whose book that was. And I had enough time to get us get that soda down. Stupid bastard. I tell you, bro. And they we they were getting paid to educate us and they had no idea some of the tricks that we we're doing. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Were you a, a, a Dr. Pepper fan back then? I'm a pepper. You're a pepper. Wouldn't you like to be a pepper? I liked all sodas except for diet. Don't give me anything diet. Don't give me any of that new Coke crap that came out. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. My favorite, uh, one of my favorites was Mountain Dew, and it still is. Yeah, you know, Mountain Dew was good. Mountain. Mountain Dew was good until I met somebody who started becoming blind because they used to drink a six-pack of Mountain Dew every day. And they, they ended up becoming they were blind. masturbating and drinking Mountain Dew. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder they went blind. <laughs> I drank a whole six pack before third period and I whacked off 14 times and I can't see a goddamn thing. <laughs> John, what's the matter with you? <laughs> I can't even look at dirty magazines anymore. I'm blind. Oh my God. <laughs> you know, some of the, some of the stuff that we did in, in high school was just crazy. I remember once in a while we ditch school. And instead of doing something exciting, because we didn't have a car back then. So instead of doing something yeah. really exciting, our excitement was, well, first of all, we did school. So that was exciting in itself. So we'd go to uh, KFC, which was in the corner. I like this. We used to do this. So we did school and we'd go to the KFC that was in the corner of our school. So oh. if anybody was there, they'd see us and we'd get our chicken oh, littles, man. travel from the KFC to uh, the Santa Fe Springs Public Library, and we'd hang out there. Uh, we'd good find, library. Yeah, good library. We'd find a spot there to sleep underneath uh, all the books somewhere. Oh. 
That's that's just wow. You're in you're in the room of knowledge and you can't even pick up a freaking book. <laughs> Who are ditching? What do you and expect? That's that's, e- that's that's even that's like nerd ditching. Yeah, you weren't even doing what we were doing. And the trip on this, we used to go. Uh, it was me and my buddy Henry Farius. Uh, we used to go on this thing called Blaze Trail. Well, not Blaze Trail, but we would say Blaze It. And this would be before fifth period. It was government or history. Me and this cat were tight, man. And we would go hide behind the D building on a stairway, eat ice cream and smoke joints. But see, you did that during school. Just one joint class. Oh, yeah, we did it during school in campus at Montebello High School. That's right. I said Montebello High School with the D building. And me and Henry would get baked and then eat ice creams. And then we would go and go to class late. And then we would debate our classmates or the teacher. Nice. We went in there, dude. We smelled like right guard. That's all we had was a can of air. It's all can of right guard, bro, and some visine and some hubba bubba. And you go in, both of us go in lit with sunglasses, like <laughs> Eric Estrada sunglasses, dude. I mean, you knew that those, look at those two dudes. They're stoned. One of them's got long hair. The other one's got like a fro type. One's got a Judas Priest shirt on. The other cat's got a Van Halen shirt on. Oh, the, and they're guys, both wearing Eric Estrada sunglasses. Glasses, you the, guys were the classic stoners from back then. Oh, dude. Yeah, we, we're, we're straight out of a movie, bro. Ridgemont High. <laughs> every character on Ridgemont High, that was me or one of my buddies. You know, it was just insanity, bro. Yeah, no, we <laughs> good times, we, bro. we did the public library. Then sometimes we'd uh, when we'd bring our bikes to school, we'd we'd ride from Santa Fe Springs uh, all the way to Montebello Mall. Wow. And so, you know, down the uh, we used to take the riverbed because that's literally, oh, yeah. you know, literally right next to the mall. Oh, that, yeah. The riverbed was the best access to ditch school. Once you could hit the riverbed. Oh, you were home I, free. I remember sometimes. Sometimes me and my buddies, uh, I you know, there was a few of us. Sometimes at a certain time, the Montebello bus would be coming, right? And then that thing doubles around up to Atlantic, down Whittier Boulevard, stop right in front of Garfield uh, at Garduno's on Wilcox. And a couple of my buddies and me, you know, we were athletic then and young. A certain time, we knew a bus was coming. So if we could make it down the street in that amount of time. We needed just enough time to get on the bus before the school narcs could f- figure out that you know those guys are running from school so we would jump on this bus on on many occasions roll a bunch of doobies on the bus and then we would take this bus all the way down and get a transfer and go to the la puente mall and then we we would just spend the whole entire day of school at the la puente mall yeah yeah (laughs) go watch movies matinee you know what i mean hide out from the cops good times bro oh man yeah i mean it wasn't good what we were doing no, but those memories, some of those things, I mean, th- they didn't prevent us from graduating at the end of the day, but no. still, no, yeah, but, we but all they were, graduated because yeah, we, yeah, had, but it, we had close calls though. We did have close calls. You know, I remember the reason why we used to ditch sometimes in the library. It was only when our progress reports came out because back then, remember nothing was online. We didn't have internet. So nothing is on the computer. So report cards were coming in the mail. Progress progress reports arrived in the mail. So we would beat the mailman, or we should say, you know, we would beat our parents to the to the access to the mail, and we'd get the progress yeah. report, go on over to the public library, ask for a sheet of, uh, at the public library, sometimes they had, they'd give you a receipt. So they had, you know, that carbon paper. So yeah. 
we'd get carbon paper, we'd put a blank, we'd go to the typewriters, we'd get a blank piece of paper, some carbon paper, and so what we would white out the section that was a bad grade, we'd go with right. the with the carbon paper, put the the plain paper on top of it, and with the typewriter, we'd type in our, our new grade. And then we'd now have a paper with our new grade, so we'd make a copy of that. Now you have a copy and it looks really official. Legit. We'd yeah. put it, we'd fold it up, put it in the envelope and put it back in our own home mailbox. And that's Man. why, <laughs> that's why we used you to know, do the library. I used to intercept the mail a lot, man, you know, cause I was a pretty quick kid. And the other good thing was good and bad. Mom was teacher the same school district, Montebello School District, but she was a uh, a grammar school teacher, and I was in high school. So I finally got pop forging or having a girl that I knew in high school forge my mom's name mm. on these progress reports, you know, because no reports ever got home. They just didn't get you know. My mom didn't yeah. see them. She had no idea. She would ask every now and then. One would slip by because she would just show up at the high school. You know what right, I mean? With right. the credentials. Oh, it's Miss Miss Chavez. Hey, this is Chavez here. Then she'd get my paperwork. And man, that I would cringe every now and then when I would see my mom's blue dots and out there. In oh, the front. yes. Like, oh, you, man. That's when you start She's sweating bullets. Some low down on me. Yeah, that's when you start sweating bullets. Yeah, you know, I remember. Uh, remember when yeah. you were tardy. You you needed to have on the next following A day. Parent you, signature parent on signature. that card. What would I do is I would just write my own signature. They thought it was my dad. Yeah. And that way I said, I you know what? Initials. Yeah. So when one day I said, if they ever catch me, they're not going to say, well, you forged your dad's signature. I said, no, that was my signature. I signed it. You know? Yeah. Anyway, there's a lot of stuff that we did that wasn't uh, too good back in the 80s. But there's a lot of stuff that we did that was fun and it was harmless compared to uh, what yeah. a lot of the kids go through today. And one of the things, and it was done. I think if you look back at the, some of the shenanigans we did, bro, it was all—it's all pretty funny. I'm it, laughing at what you're telling me. I'm sure you're laughing at what I'm. Oh telling yeah, me. I'm sure our listeners are laughing at both of us. They because they can identify. Man, those stupid cats did the same shit that we were doing. Yeah, yeah, but it was harmless. It was harmless. I remember we go to, hey, well, going to uh, going to schools. Remember, they closed schools. You're not supposed to be on campus when school is closed. But we'd right. throw our bikes over the fence. And we, oh, yeah, dude. we climb would the gate, we'd climb the gate and go do our stuff in th throughout the hallways of the school. Uh, we'd, oh, yeah. we'd, we'd climb the school to the roof and we'd play tag with our bikes on the roof. And then we'd ghost ride our bikes off the roof. So, oh, yeah, yeah in interesting times. But you know what? In the beginning that. of the show, you, you mentioned something that that was so vital to our life as a team in the 80s. And that was radio. Drugs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is this thing how, on? How do I follow I that? But it was radio, man. Radio yeah, was, was radio. a drug it, for us. Radio yeah. was our all. Radio kept it, us company it, when we were sad. You remember this, man? It kept you company when you were sad. Oh, it made you feel good when you were happy. Radio was, in a sense, and it sounds kind of weird and maybe creepy or maybe cliche but radio felt like a friend yeah radio did feel like a friend your jock and your music and and it's funny because you're, you're talking about that music is kind of like 
and radio, radio in general, is kind of the soundtrack to our many movies that we were living. You know, now that we everybody gets older, you have all these memories and they they play black in your back in your mind. And you can actually see these events as they were occurring and you see faces and uh, places and lighting and true little quirks here yeah. and there that that bring that memory so vital back to you. And I'm sure nine times out of ten, all of you and especially you, bro, when you listen to a song or you may listen to a, a glimpse of a, a jock that you liked, you get those same premonitions back. Yeah. It's, it's like living a movie. And that's what yeah, radio as was. A, it was the soundtrack to our, our, uh, our, our movies that we were creating. Yeah. It was the soundtrack radio in general, mm-hmm. uh, was the soundtrack of our life back in the eighties. And I think one of the best ways that somebody who was not a child of the eighties, but is attracted to that, to that era, think about all the music that was in the eighties. That's our soundtrack. That was our life. Mm-hmm. Um, you had, Every single feeling comes back to you. Sometimes you can hear a song from back then and you can even remember a smell because maybe you were in a certain location, a certain place, eating a certain food or a snack or whatever it was during the playing of a song. You might even remember, of course, you might remember a sad memory. You, uh, You know, you might have a great memory from it. Maybe a relationship, a first time, maybe it was a, it was a one-time deal where you you met somebody, you you made out with them. One of the examples, I've, this is 1987, and my cousin took me to get the tickets to watch uh, or to go see the Joshua Tree tour at the L.A. Coliseum, October twenty-first, yeah. 1987, or October, yeah, October twenty-first. Nice. And so, m- prior to that, many months prior, we had to go to. I'm trying to remember the place where we got the tickets. I think it, it was Ticketmaster. So Ticketmaster. Ticketmaster. The in, thieves of ticket selling. Yep. In mm-hmm. Glendale, I think. No, you know what? It was like a Music Plus or something like that. And it opened at 10 a.m. Check this out. So it opened at 10 a.m. We were in the line at 3 a.m. And the line was already a, a half a block long at 3 in the morning. Did you have to get a wristband? Um, you know what? No. No, they actually gave us the tickets there. But funny thing is, now that we're mentioning certain things that happen when, you know, the memories that'll come back. Uh, so obviously we're listening to uh, somebody had their the radio going on, right? And I remember this song came on. It wasn't a U2 song or nothing like that. But I remember this song came on. And I remember back at, in 1987, so I'm 14 years old. And I had met somebody in line and we kind of hit it off. And we kind of went behind the building, right? And it was the last mm-hmm. time I saw this this girl. Every time I hear that song, it reminds me of that particular occasion. And it reminds me of the time that we were standing in line and uh, it took us so many hours and we finally ended up getting mm-hmm. the tickets. So music of the 80s was our soundtrack, the soundtrack of our life. Yeah. What two songs are your favorite, not, not your like your favorite or your best song that you can recall one of good times and another song that recalls a sadder time in your life that was uh, somewhat life-altering for you. Give me two songs that fit that round, then I'll give you two of mine. Well, definitely uh, on the good side, the song by U2, as a matter of fact, and it was uh, Where the Streets Have No Name. 
mm. brings back Excellent the greatest song. greatest of my memories. Uh, I was in a mm. great place at that time. And one of the sadder moments was a song by Prince, and that was When Doves Cry. And I love that song. Oh. But it brings me brings me some some deep memories of things that happened during that time as well. I couldn't imagine, bro. And I'm going to go on a limb and guess it's probably because of your parents' relationship, because the reason that that brings up to me, I, I kind of think of the same way, especially with the lyrical content. Maybe I'm just like my mother. Maybe I'm just like my father. Uh, you know what I mean? And and kind of the troubled uh, atmosphere that those lyrics were, were written by Prince. I don't know if maybe that might do it. That, for it's you it's exactly right, because my parents got a divorce during that time. And right. it affected so, me as an only child greatly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'll tell you, uh, everybody out there on Facebook, maybe you can go ahead and, and chime in on, on and leave us a message. Tell us what two songs do it for you. What song brought you great, intense happiness or, or brings back great memories? And what song uh, really identified with you at a very low, sad point in your life? As for me, no, no trip out on this. The song Die Young. Black Sabbath with Rodney James Deal. That song is one of my most favorite songs because it takes me back to a time that was just nothing but balls out fun. I was with my best friend at the time, uh, Ramey Barraza. We went to go see Black Sabbath. We had uh, floor seating, so we were right there. Deal was throwing the devil horns at us. Me and my buddy were just hanging tight. You know, we were higher than kites, rock and roll. I mean, that was the epitome, you know what I mean? There was our buddies, and we were just enjoying the boys being the boys, you know what I mean? Uh, we're in high school, you know what I mean? And we're there, we're absorbing that in. The saddest song would have to be Life by the Drop by Stevie Ray Vaughan in 1983 when he wrote uh, uh, his first uh, debut album. But that song didn't get sad for me until 1985, and the reason being... Uh, it's a song to where he's talking about a good friend that passed away. That song opened up many wounds because in 1985, my friend that I mentioned was killed in a tragic motorcycle accident. Right. That was my very first brush and uh, reality check that you're not here forever. Your youth and your recklessness is not a, a badge of armor. It's not a, it's not a protective suit. It's not a given that you're going to live prosperous forever. Yeah. So, when those are the two songs at two different points in my life in the 80s that can bring me tears of joy, smiles, remember exactly the sense of that night, uh, the breeze, the, the lighting, the stars, uh, the vibe with my buddies, the feeling, the blows that we would hit each other or push each other, feeling all that again. And then later on in 85, when I re reopened up with that song, and it hit me so much because my best friend turned me on to Stevie Ray Vaughan in 1983. You know, he knew uh, I really like guitar players. Henry. He goes, hey, bro, you got to check on this cat. So he had the set. Let me listen to it. My birthday that year, he bought me that same cassette. So it was like that bridge between me and my homeboy. Yeah. You know what I mean? So sadly and oddly enough, that song touched that, uh, opened up that wound and it really hit home. And I can honestly say that's probably when I made that transition of time my youth into this is what it's all about to be a man now. So definitely two great songs. I want to commend you for opening up. You know, I hope I didn't uh, open up too much your personal past uh, 
No, it's but, all good, uh, man. Song. It, it's all good because, like I said, I'm, and I, I personally think it's one of Prince's best ever songs, but that's for me. I agree. Yeah. Um, I, I love agree. that song, and I can listen to that song, and it brings me, it brings me those memories, but you know what? It brings me memories of the 80s in general, and that's what we're here. That's yes. what this is all about. And the 80s to us means it's more than a decade. The 80s was mm -hmm. a lifestyle that was unlike any other for, for, for me and for many out there, including yourself, of course. Oh, yeah. And we're talking about radio and how much radio meant to us. Well, I want to do something very special, Chang, for everybody. Leave I, your pants on, though. And I, well, <laughs> it's come time that I put them down. No. If you want to no, know what we're going to be talking about. The sausage. If you're going to. <laughs> the egg. Hey, it does everybody good to see the old Italian sausage once in a while. All right. <laughs> so if you want to know what we're going to be talking about, stick around. This is back to the 80s. Let's make it fun. <laughs> we'll be right back. The famous taste of bubble yum. believe uh, we went uh, I was uh, presently divorced so I went away I uh, lost myself uh, oh. in Jamaica and smoked a lot of grass and you seem to have recovered very... well from your divorce well the bitch took me for a lot of money but uh, it's quite all oh, right because doctor. I'm doing fantastic as you know we have a booming business uh, we're making oodles of cash and we're helping people as uh, uh, we're making that kind of money speaking about the oozing of cash we have how is that uh, Yellow Ferrari, I know you just bought. Oh, How's well, that thing, right? Doctor, uh, the yellow Ferrari has been, unfortunately, it's been more of a curse than a blessing. Uh, uh, I've just big been... Big magnet. Oh, yes. And, I, you know, there's only so much I can do with two hands and two legs. And I read a lot. So uh, the Kama Sutra has been quite handy lately. Hmm. But enough of me. <laughs> enough of me. Too many episodes of Everybody Loves Raymond for me and... I got to come back uh, to the 80s and and come watch Falcon Crest with me once in a while. Oh, it's a great show. It is a fantastic show. Oh, I thought it would be about birds, Falcon Crest, but no, it's not. No, anytime you get uh, together and watch a show about rich, filthy rich family that feel entitled to everything. And it just makes me realize how how humble I am. Yes, it's, it's very reminiscent of today actually so many people are hidden by greed and self-indulgence mm. anyways we're getting off the track now doctor yes, we digress uh, 
we're going to go ahead and um, I'm going to give out the numbers. I wrote it down on a little index card. It's yellow to match uh, your Ferrari. Oh, uh, index card. There's a word. Right. Yes. I was going to use a post-it. Oh, how but, 80s uh, of you. But, got, but the damn thing didn't stick, you know? And besides, I don't think uh, post-its, would, they didn't have the shocking yellow that I thought this uh, uh, index card that I purchased at wow. uh, Sabon's would have. Anyway, doctor, the uh, call number are... 714-356-6996. Uh, and I'm hoping, Doctor, that uh, we get our first caller. If not, I've got a couple of letters. Well, oh, I, I'm sure. I've got the letters. No, well, it's okay, Doctor. You know what? Let's take the caller and we'll go from there. Sometimes you just have to okay. ride the pony no matter which way he's running on this great circle of life. Who's on the line with That's us right. today? This is... Dr. Love Weapon, and you're here with Dr. Keith Sweet in Love Hate Letters. Hi, doctors. My name is Mr. Steel. I'm hard as steel. I don't rust and I don't bust. Talking about riding horses, I love to ride me a strong pony. <laughs> oh, doctor. Uh, let me give you a little background on my beautiful self. Uh, yes, I've got hair do. down to my waist. Mm-hmm. It's gorgeous, by the way. Oh. I mean, gorgeous. People are always stopping me. Please, Rod, can I get a chunk of your hair? I've got thousands. Uh, half of these gentlemen I just go to bed with and work them, and, and then I leave. But that's another story. Uh, I'm a hairstylist, and I'm down in uh, Beverly Hills. Uh, I oh. do a lot of clientele, such as Kate Hudson, her mom, Goldie Hahn. Uh, I do. Uh, I, I also do their husband, Kurt Russell. Uh, I do Kevin Costner, although he's going bald, so there's not much to do with him. Rod, you mentioned yeah. uh, you mentioned that you that you do hair uh, of Kevin oh, Costner yes, and all these gentlemen. Now you do I mean do you, men and I do hair. You do their, <laughs> That was my next question. Bad boy. You are a bad person. Well, listen. What do we give? Uh, what do we owe this pleasure of having you on the air well, for? Sweet doctors, I'm calling you because uh, I'm a good friend of these uh, two uh, stallions, Toscano and Chang, and they told me that you give really good advice. You can make me see things. I've been attracted to sex for years, especially in the mirror because I'm so gorgeous. But I met this boy. His name is Todd. Just graduated from U.S. See, he was a tailback. And oh, God, was he a tailback. <laughs> Hi, I'm going to give you the ball tonight, Saver. Well, he treated me like I was just a forbidden tramp. Like a, like he climbed the wall, took the fruit, took a bite, mm. and then tossed it to the Rottweiler next door. He was a rotten son of a bitch. But he was so good as a lover. And I'm having a hard time. No pun intended. Hard. I've always been the one that rejects men. And, and I throw them away like cheap suits or confetti <laughs> eggs. or. Yeah. Rod, perhaps you can answer me this question. Uh, so your issue seems to be an issue of depression because you were let down. Am I right? Well, yes, I was let down. Then I was bent over and then let down again. <laughs> then I was twirled upside down. Hung on no, the ceiling, no, uh, beaten like a pinata. No, that's not what I mean. Oh, am I getting ahead of myself? No, doctor. I, I mean, uh, no, Mr. Steele. Doctor? <laughs> that's right. They call me Dr. Sexy. No, You're uh, pretty sexy, Rod, too, by Rod, your voice. Uh, where's, where's your partner? Is your partner there? Well, he's, What's he, he wearing? He's, he's here. He's, he's Dr. here. Dr. Sweet! Wearing, Dr. Sweet is wearing his members-only jacket right now. 
Oh, Dr. Sweet, if you're like candy, I want to taste. Oh, Rod, uh, I've just been sitting here uh, pondering, uh, you know, your phone call, wondering why you called in. And, uh, why the hell we're here to try and help you. But uh, really quick, because I'm making uh, our uh, tea that uh, me and my good friend, uh, Dr. Love Weapon, enjoying having a mint tea on ice oh, about this right. time. Yes, it's we time. We were anticipating just letters, but uh, I think you need to find one man and stay loyal or possibly get a male blow up doll. Uh, doctor, you want to handle this? I'm going to can go get our tea. Yes, please. Uh, could you make sure that mine has an extra tea bag in it? Thank you. Um, oh, good you know God, what? doctor! I'll tea bag you. You're so strong. Rod, um, love them. Okay, you're you're uh, okay. You're out of control. But anyway, Rod, I'm uh, sorry. Here, here's yeah. my advice to you. Now, are can you, you call me Steel? Okay, Mister Steel. Are you familiar with any way of there's a group, a very famous group there in the mountains in China. Uh, they are part of the Buddhist practice. And it would be a very good idea if you joined this Buddhist practice. It's, Does uh, they like man sex? Well, n- no. Unfortunately, this is a group where uh, for a certain period of time, whether it be six months to a year, you're in complete silence and you're there to find yourself. To find oh, that's like marriage. I don't want to get married. I just want to screw, doctor. Jeez. Well, I think what you have to do is take... You need to take a vacation from these relationships that you've been having. Will you and go with me? No, no. How about you and Dr. Sweet? It'll no. be a threesome. No, I I, I don't think It'll we can. It'll be like a unicycle. What no. do you say? Everybody no. gets a ride. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh, we have other plans besides we are both in serious relationships. Not with each other, of course. But anyway, I like talking down in Ferraris. Yeah, well, okay. But the bottom line is... I've got my own. I'm going to, if you don't mind, I'm going to give you a one-way ticket to uh, the Buddhist temple over there. So oh, you God. can go I ahead and... Wow, uh, Mr. Steele, what was that? That's my guard dog. His name is Savage. He's a pit bull. He is also a member of the LGBTQ. I'm telling you right now, we are one. We are strong. And... Uh, I want to thank you and Dr. Sweet for opening uh, my eyes that uh, I don't need to be in a serious relationship and this young man could just use me and throw me away no, like a brawny no. paper towel. No, as a matter of fact, but, we're oh, going to we're going to send I you brawny men. We're going to send you actually a round trip ticket for 6 months though. You're going to be we're going to be sending you first class accommodations to the Buddhist temple over there so they can Could I go, go undercover to a male penitentiary? <laughs> no, no. I'll be your cell no, bitch. No. Okay. I'll well, be your cell bitch. Uh, enjoy your plane ride. And uh, that, ladies and gentlemen, we just had Rod Steele on the show. And uh, no. we're going to be no, sending Dr. him uh, to a happy place. Doctor, as I was in the kitchenette area, I, I, I could over help How's my tea? His... He was very rude and crude about his sexuality, and I think that was kind of a disgrace on his own part. I mean, I just I'm think not he was being too fast on the draw. It almost made me want to go ahead and buy a new Trump sticker for my Porsche, but I decided no, no, I can't. Well, we hear it uh, back to the radio Porsche because you know my ex-wife bitch took all that money. Well, we're here at. Uh, this is the Back to the 80s radio show, and this has been Love Hate Letters with Dr. 
love weapon and keep sweet. Remember, keep loving, keep hating. We're the guys that you're going to go to. Bye bye. Till next week. If they were a laxative, they'd be so powerful you could stand on your head and shit on the ceiling. That position would not only be unavailing, but also undignified. And now, back to the 80s with Toscano and Chang. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, cats and kitties, 80s ladies. You are back at Back to the 80s with Toscano and Chang. Chang presently here. We're just going ahead and reminiscing about a lot of crap, shooting the crap. Kind of, We're shooting the breeze like we're chewing gum. We're throwing things out there. So uh, you guys that are listening out there, hit us on your Facebook. You know, Give us some of your memories. Give us some of the things you want to chew on. Chime in on what we've been talking about right now and you know, give us your input. I mean... Because uh, the only way that we can make anything happen is coming together. The only only through unity do you gather prosperity, right, my brother? That's talking that's, about prosperity. Yeah, absolutely right. Now, uh, Toscano and I uh, have been working on something, and uh, it's going to be huge. Uh, hopefully, it gives your ears an eargasm. Toscano, why don't you go ahead and and lay it on what we are are presently embarking on, and uh, a, a huge firecracker, illegal firework type ordeal cracking on july 4th all right so here is the moment that we've been waiting for to give you the news on what back to the 80s radio has been planning developing and uh just bringing about a dream that arose during covid during lockdown and that is to bring back a radio station the way 80s radio was, you know, we, uh, both Chang and I are broadcasters and we come from a world where today, now they teach you that uh, no more than two seconds of talk between songs. Uh, they, they only want to hear conversational. Nobody wants to hear this big outlandish, um, you know, seventies type of radio announcer voice. And in a way, sometimes they're right. But you know what? In the 80s, very different. In the 80s, radio personalities were exactly that. They were a personality who became your friend. Everybody that grew up during that time, listened to radio during that time, had a radio jock that they loved, that they identified with, that they really looked forward to listening to at whatever time of the day or night. And back to the 80s radio is bringing back a radio station with an all 80s repertoire of music, with an all 80s cast. That means that the jocks we are giving you are going to be 80s influenced. We are 100% 80s. um, We are guided by the same guidelines that they did in the 80s. We're going to be talking like in the 80s. We're going to be announcing like in the 80s. And we're going to capture that attention from you just as we did back in the 80s. That moment that you turned on the radio and you looked forward to listening to your favorite jock because he entertained you. He or she entertained you. And by the way, we're going to be doing a show coming up hopefully next Friday where we're going to be interviewing the cast of the new radio station. And we're here today to tell you and give you the name 
of that new radio station. Ooh, Chang. Drum roll. Here we go. Back to the 80s radio brings you K-Hits 92.5. Back to the 80s radio online and around the world. Uh, that's right. And uh, Chang. Tell him, my brother. Lay it on him. This is, this is a dream that I, that I know you and I both have. But me, on a personal note, I'm in love with 80s-style radio. I'm in love with 80s-style jocks, the kind that you can wake up in the morning, put your radio on, have a cup of coffee or or your breakfast and listen to the radio and just be entertained by what they're doing, what they're saying. And same thing when you come back home, drive time. Uh, what's one of the things that that you enjoyed that are that are that now you're going to be looking forward to with K hits. There's tons of stuff happening with K hits 92.5 and back to the eighties radio. So I want to thank you guys for joining us. And today on this edition of back to the eighties radio, I just want to say thank you from all over the world. Thank you for spending your time with us and for hanging out. And hopefully July 4th, you will be with us listening, rocking out to music that you used to rock out to. And not only that, but enjoying the company of yours truly, Chang, and many others that are coming on board as your 80s DJs on K-Hits 92.5. And on behalf of K-Hits 92.5 and Back to the 80s Radio, I just want to wish you a great week. And I hope to see you and to hear you next Friday. Take care and God bless. Hey, cats and kitties, uh, before I release you to another Changtastic week, remember, keep a smile on that face. Don't let nothing get you down. Uh, remember, get each other's back. We are all we have. We're one race, the human race. Let no one else tell you any other. Stay lifted and gifted. Remember to hit us every time on Back to the 80s, every show we post. You know what I mean? Help us create radio for you. Uh, on behalf of everybody out there and all my my uh, homies, the Changsters Gangsters, hopefully you join us on K-Hits. So until next show, arrivederci, adios, hasta la vista, hasta luego, sayonara, and all my homies in every barrio, orale.